extreme success is the result of working hard, dreaming big, learning from failure, loyalty, persistence, and resilience. Hello and welcome to another episode of Extreme One to Watch, where we get set down with remarkable barrel racers and learn their journey of how they got interested in barrel racing. Today we are so excited to have Miss Cammie Bird with us from Harriman, Utah. Thank you. Thank excited you. to be here. Yes, so uh, we've known each other for how long? Oh my gosh, I want to say five. Five years. Yes. From the first, Fort Mojave is the first one I entered. Great. So yes, you were down at Fort Mojave when we had our extreme barrel race there and you had a little posse of folks that came. Yeah. And uh, that's where it all began. Yeah, it was fun. But let's talk about how it began for you with the love of the horse and barrel racing. You know, I grew up on a farm in Idaho. So naturally you'd think I'd have horses, but I didn't. So uh, my dad was sports and all sports and everything sports. And finally we convinced him to get a horse. So. My sister was the one that actually got the horse, but she ended up getting bucked off. So I'm like, I can do this, watch this. And so I just kind of took over and, you know, had a great group of friends that I grew up with that were just down the road from me, the Milers. And so we'd go every day, every summer, get up in the morning, I'd ride from my house to their house, through the mountains, through the hills, all of that. and. It just went from there and they got me into high school rodeo and helped helped all of that. Like I wouldn't be anywhere where I am without them and the help that they gave me. So so you thought you knew you loved horses from an early age. Yeah, I wanted to always be with like hanging out with those guys and like riding, but could never go because I didn't have a horse and everyone did 4-H and all of that. So did you play was, sports? I did. Yep, I grew up playing uh, basketball, volleyball, and track, but then I decided running's not for me. <laughs> it's not my game. <laughs> so when you, uh, back, when did you get your first horse? Um, we were, I was in the fifth grade, so, oh my gosh, 10, I mean, I don't even know how old that was. I mean, fifth grade and all through sixth grade. So then I just rode that couple years until finally I, you know, junior rodeoed with them and 4-H with them in the summer local clubs and all of that. And then um, finally did high school rodeo with them and my horse just wasn't fast enough. And so they let me use one of theirs and whew, big step up and it scared the holy crap out of me. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, but here I am. Yeah. How many years later? <laughs> well, and that's the thing about um, riding horses is it really is a confidence. It, it requires a lot of confidence and emotional muscle with it. And they, as they say, they, they mirror your soul. What have you learned from a horse? I know that's a big oh. question. Man, my horses challenge me in every day, every day. Like the biggest one right now I have is, is my, my littler ones scares the crap out of me, but they, they've never done anything, but it literally like, there's so much power. So it just pushes me to have that trust level in them and to, I guess, really understand that I'm, I'm an okay rider, you know, and that at the end of the day, we're all trying to better ourselves and better our horses for the sport we love to do. You're kind of addicted now. Kind of. 
five horses later. Yeah. What does a, a day look like for Cami Bird? You know, what do oh you? Oh my gosh. So I get up at five o'clock every day. I go work from 6.30 to probably three, three, anywhere between three and four. And what do you I, do for work? Uh, I am an operations manager for a construction company in Salt Lake for a home builder. Wow, so that's busy. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So we work there, and then when I get off, rush home, get changed, get ready, go ride as many horses as I can until it's night. And hopefully some days I can get three in, and some days it's two, and some days it's none with the weather and riding out. I mean, I try not to haul out as much because I feel it wastes a lot of like my time being able to do that and then yeah, start all over the next day. Do you have a favorite horse that you like? Oh, yeah. To, uh, yeah. yeah. Who's that? Dolly's my favorite. Um, Dolly is, she's 16 this year. She's my little gorilla mare, and she is just my heart horse. Mm -hmm. um, so my other, one of my other horses bucked me off down in Mojave, and uh, I called my trainer friend Ashley, and I'm like, I can't ride him anymore. I'm like, can I just take Dolly for a little bit and ride her and then... I'll give her back. And she's like, yeah, sure. Well, she's mine now. So she's, she just is the most, she works so hard and loves her job day in and day out. She paces the fence every day when you don't ride her. She waits for you. She would never, like, she, she's antsy and she's hypey, but there's not just a mean bone in her body. She just goes out every time, does her job, every run. She's not the fastest horse, but she is the most solid 3D horse that you will you will find and the safest that you will find because she just is a go-getter. She, she loves it. She's done you well. Oh. I mean, <laughs> trust me. You say it, three, she, 3D is one second off the winner, right? So is, we have yeah. to just look, it's only one second, Yeah. but she's, she's extremely consistent. Yes. And talk about some of the fun big wins on her. Um, you know what? She is, she's just consistent. So there's really no big wins. Like she's never been the first. She's never last. She just is the very steady right in the middle money or not. She just is consistently right there at the top of every, every run that she does. How do you mentally prepare for those runs on your horses? Like With the horses in the pin that I'm running, I have to strategically, strategically place them in order because I have some that are just go in and run and some that I have to, this is really hard for me. Let's get them out of the way. My confidence builders, all of that. So each morning, well, each race I go with my hard ones first because then my anxiety with, okay, I got to watch situations. I got to watch horses. I got to watch this, you know, cause the first one I run is my little stud horse. And so I try to make sure that it's, everything's perfect for him right and maybe i think too much about it and he'll probably just go and do it anyways and then i go with my easy ones from there and striker and dolly are you could go sixes either way with those guys because they are both so consistent and so on point and they just give you everything every run so that's helpful then to have Saddlebook and Extreme to yep. be able to decide which horse you want at the beginning of the yep. program or the middle. And yeah. so that's really helpful with your strategy. What uh, It is for me, absolutely, because then I can just place each one of them. And after I get the first one, honestly, how they fall is how they fall at that point. But being able to make sure those first ones 
are placed in the front or go to the very end. There's so many people that hit barrels that take them out of the, the sport, but for you, you're so consistent and that has been one of the things that I've admired about you is that, so I, that's why I ask you about what your game is because you're so consistent in your running style. I would love to say it's me, <laughs> but I, my horses are just true and honest. Like they want to go and do their, their job. And Dolly particularly is the most, you will get that run every single time, every single run, every single race, whether you're a step past or right on. Like she just loves to run. Stryker is actually my hardest ride because he only gives you what you ask of him. And so he's one I have to, even though he's easy, I still have to mentally be ready for him or you will hit because his, his tightest barrel is that second barrel. And he turned like as big as he is, he turns that thing like he's a little tiny cutting horse and just gets around it. And do you think horses have personalities types? Oh, I do. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, Minor across you, like them. you can. <laughs> so you, you through all your horses, do you identify with a personality type and you treat them a certain way or? Um, they all get treated the same. I, I mean, I would say, but you do have your favorites and. Dolly, Princess Dolly gets more than everybody else. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I click with her a lot more just because at that point when I came off, I was ready to be done. Like I was hurt and I was like, I can't do, like, I can't do this, you know? And so even though I had gotten back on and I had rode that specific horse, I haven't raced him since then. And she was my confidence. She was my rebuilding. She was teaching me to go fast again and teaching me to be able to, to trust again, because I wasn't at that point. I basically was broken, ready to be like, I, I don't know if I could do this again. Yeah. You're part of a mother daughter team, yep. you and Cody, yep. uh, your daughter. So when did you get her interested in the sport and has she? Oh, it's just backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I went after I ended, after I had Cody, um, I didn't have horses for over 20 years. And that little stinker lied to me and went and bought a horse the day she turned 18 because I'm like, no horses, no horses, no horses. And that little stinker went and bought a horse, kept it from me for three months, maybe four months. And then she finally told me and she was with a group of kids and that she was riding with and going and doing stuff. And she finally, she's like, just come with me. I'm like, no, I'm not going, no, I'm no. And finally, one day I'm like, fine, I'll go with you. And here we are five horses later. <laughs> so she actually, she's actually the one that got me back into it. That's wonderful. I mean, cause I was, I'm working and mom and this, and I don't have, you know, I don't have time. I don't have a place, the money. So yeah. it's been, it's been good. And it's been a good bonding for her and I. Right. And now you have a new grandbaby. I know him. He's so cute. Yeah. So cute. Your best job ever. Oh, she, he is, he is fun. And I can't wait till he can start getting out there and riding and, and doing all of that with us. So that will be a lot of fun. You have so much fun. Do you have a funny story for us in barrel racing or? I'm a left hand on Dolly and it was on Dolly. Thank goodness. 
um, go around the barrel and here comes this dog running after me. And I didn't see it, got past to the second, still didn't see it. Here's this dog coming after me. And then here's this kid coming after me, chasing the dog. So I like, until I had turned the third barrel and she's like, stop, stop, stop. And I come around the barrel and here's the kid and the dog like right there. And I'm like pulling her up and she's like, what the heck? So yeah. it's funny watching now and we laugh at it now. We actually just watched it Sunday when we were at a race because somebody had asked, show that video of you and the dog. And I'm like, we need to make a TikTok. I'm like, no, we don't. I mean, there's so many things we always have to figure out how to overcome. And what are some of your things that you've had to work hard at to overcome? Um, just going at, for me, it's just going out enjoying. You've put in the hard work to that point. And sometimes, like for me, I overthink it when I get there. Okay, do this, this, this. And when, in all actuality, we've always prepared ourselves to go to these races. We do that every day during the week, all winter, we prepare, we prepare. And for me, it's just now I need to sit back and enjoy. Mm, and understand that every, it, every race is a race. And some you're going to do good and some you're not. And it's okay. And it doesn't, shouldn't defeat you and it shouldn't beat you. Just go back to the drawing board and enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. And that's, that's my hardest thing for me. I have to just take a breath sometimes. Mm -hmm. Trying to live up to a standard of perfectionism with a, a horse that can do anything is a really, it's a, it's a tall it is. feat to overcome. How do you eliminate those stresses and, and try to calm your mind from overthinking? So I have like a race routine, right? So every morning when I'm, when I'm getting ready, I get out and I beamer my horses. Okay, and then that's done. I have my whole horses done. Okay, now I set out all my tack and I get everything perfect and I got to match everything and get everything done. And that honestly, like as silly as it sounds, that eases my mind. Like it, I'm staying busy. I'm not focusing on what's what I'm focusing on getting myself ready and getting my horses ready and looking, you know, looking good. And what I'm, what hat am I going to wear? What shirt am I going to wear? And being able to focus on something other than the run. Mm -hmm. When you get in the holding pin, that's different, but up, up to that point. So I don't let it, let it just run with it. Well, and I, I have to say, Kimmy, you, you always show up dressed. It's such a pleasure to watch you and, uh, just all of the great photos over the yeah. years and all of, because it, it is, it's a, it's a sport and the horses are beautiful and the women are beautiful yeah. and you're, you're an athlete and the horse is an athlete, but I love that you elevate of the style points. You always get style I, I points. Try no to, <laughs> <laughs> I try to, Matt. I try to. I mean, it's uh why is it, style important to you? Cuz you do. Like I want to look my best. If I look my best, I feel I'm running my best. One less thing you have to worry about. Like yeah. for me, I mean, I like I love to match. I like I'm trying to broaden my horizons because Cody tells me black you need something other than black and red, mother. <laughs> so um, you always want great pictures. You always want things to remember, oh, yeah. you know? I mean, the, another funny one for you from this last one that all the pictures we got from October, I was talking to Tegan Adams and I'm like, I don't know what to do like in the spur of moment things, right? And she's like, just work through it, just work through it. So that's when my hat went in front of my face. Oh, yes. 
And I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? So I bought every one of those pictures last time because it shows it coming down. It shows it around. It shows my hands swatting it out of my face. I'm like, ah, we'll just go with it, you know? So and then I thought of the Katigan conversation. I'm like, I got to get that out of my face. I'm like, get it out. I just threw my hat. I'm like, well, Zach will clean it for me. That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Get that thing out. It's always fun to reflect back on each, each of the races to see, you know, the fun things that happen. The weird, I mean, because nothing ever goes perfect all the time. Well, you were our first in our Extreme Million Finals. You were able to hold up a big check. I was so excited. I'm like, I'm in the bottom of the 2D of all these runners. Like, I was stoked where I was at, you know, because first year competing and doing that with this race. And then Winter ran, and I was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. And then you watched, like, I think there were 10, 15 runners left, maybe 20 at best. And everyone, you're holding your breath. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So I was so blessed to be a part of that and so much fun. And it just keeps, it just keeps driving, you know. It makes, makes you want to continue, at least me. Well, there's nothing like a victory. You know, it, it's just so, uh, it was fun to see you all and your posse celebrate and you, you guys support each other. How important is that? Um, I know when we talk about making those lifetime memories, right? Mm -hmm. Winning those life-changing checks. So when you, when you got the big check, then what did you decide you were going to do with it? It's still in the bank. <laughs> you didn't, you so, didn't just buy all new clothes or I did not. matching clothes or anything? No, because in my weird mind, I'm like, one day I may not be able to afford to like race and to do this. So I need to like keep that rainy there day. so that like these races that come up and like I spent a little bit, right? You know, paid off my car, did the grown-up thing to do but a lot of it is there so that I can continue to make sure that when these bigger ones come up I don't have to be excluded from them because you know it's life is hard what does your future hold what do you think is big for for you you know I'm excited about this little one I have coming up so I've got two full sisters the one scares the holy living crap out of me but she's good and the little one She's, uh, I'm hoping to get them kind of up and going, fraturity her, send her out to fraturity, and then just maybe do a season of rodeo and try, try that out with them and take both of them at the same time. So see how that goes. You yeah. know, that's the, the babies, uh, there's so much unknown and there's so much dedication that it takes. But once you've developed them, there's a special connection that you were the one that brought them up to yeah. to be who they are and so i bought this one so it's another with um half sister to cody's little galdine and um i bought her the day she was born because she just i might like, just caught my eye her markings all of that so we went and picked her up six months and i've had her since then and so she is the biggest pest on the face <laughs> of the earth but she's i think she's gonna be good who do you look up to in barrel racing and, you know, who's been a mentor to you? That's a hard one for me. I love to watch Maggie. Um, I think Maggie is so humble and so um, the excitement of when her and Puff enter and like 
everybody watches and everybody, <gasps> when she goes around and when she touches the barrel, but then she comes out so down to earth and so thankful and grateful and always finds the time to talk to you and and she's a hustler. Yeah. And Queen of the save. And she's just so so humble and down to earth. Yeah. And Great qualities. Love love the fact, I mean, I don't get to see her that much, you know, but when we do, it's hey and excited and, you know, wishing them luck down their road. Really good for the sport. So uh, you'll be entered into your third million. Yep, I have two spots right now. So we'll game plan for till June. Yes. On where to go and what to do and what are the right races. I mean, I have strategically watched every entry and every place to go and what's the right one and all the phone calls to Destiny. Where are we at? What are we doing? Where? What's this? What's that? Just so it's almost like your road to the million or uh, how you do it. It's like other people that are strategically looking to get to uh, NFR or the circuit finals or whatnot. Yeah. It's like your, it's your big game. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched like that first year, man, I watched every entry, every place to go, how many were entered, how many pay out, what, like it might've been a li little bit crazy, <laughs> but I did. And I mean, but there's strategies in it. There are, there I mean, really you are. have to, I had to watch because it was like, Okay, are these 1D runner, 2D runner, 3D, 4D, 5D, knowing my horses and where I can put them in and yeah. what the pattern was and where it made sense and where it didn't. You're so intentional with your plans and how you do it. And you really do put the time in and you do strategically look where to go and how your horses will work there and where yeah. which horses to run. And it's really paid off for you. Yeah, it has. I, you know, it's been... It's been a lot of fun and I have a great, a great group of horses right now that just, they give you their all yeah. and you can't ask, you can't ask for more than that every right. run. Well, I, I'm excited about what, uh, what this year is going to bring and, and June when it, yep. when it rolls around and the million dollars is handed out, uh, what piece of it you're going to get again. Yeah. We, uh, a, be know. looking for more spots and and seeing where the best qualifiers are to go to. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. And thank you so much again for your extreme support. And you also are one of our, you have the Lameaway yeah. products. So mm -hmm. you're, you've given us a lot of product to give away as well. And, and it's fun to see. We have so many barrel racers that have these little side hustles, if you yeah. will, that help them with, with their uh, eventing. So tell us a little bit about that for people that may be interested in getting a little side hustle. You know, I was lucky. This kind of just fell into my lap. And so it was honestly great. Um, and it has, it's a lot of work though, because having a full-time job and the horses yeah. and doing the lame away and being mom and being grandma. Um, but it honestly, like it helps my horses amazingly, like being able to stay strong, stay sound and to just keep down that road of competing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we ask a lot of them. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a lot of maintenance that has to happen. Oh, yeah. And, and so, yeah, we're, we're very grateful that you have been a part of that and, and helped extreme out and, um, so yes, you'll be able to see Cami at our events selling the product and 
we really, and Lame Away, and we really appreciate her joining us today. And, and stay tuned to watch and see if Kemi can uh, perhaps win more hats, boots, buckles. <laughs> I need, oh, I need a hat. I need a hat. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Moving. Yeah. You're going to have to move down the order yeah. a little bit. You just keep you keep staying up in the yeah. first and second place. I know. We'll, we'll take those for sure. That's but. right. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing all of you on the next Extreme One to Watch.